Welcome to A Champion's Mind with your host, Mario Aroyave. Some say the sky's the limit. It isn't. The limit is in your mind. You believe that or else you would not be listening to this podcast. You believe that you could do more. You believe that you can perform at a higher level than you currently are. You are absolutely right. Thanks for being open-minded and allowing this podcast to help you develop a champion's mind. In this podcast, we'll discuss and hear about some mental strategies we can implement to help you achieve your utmost performance. If you feel like you're not performing at your true potential, this podcast will look to give you the keys that can open that lock. Hi, thanks for tuning into the Champions Mind podcast. I'm here today with the Schneider sisters, Sam and Skylar Schneider, who ride for IS Core, presented by Smart Choice MRI, and they are some professional cyclists based out of West Allis, Wisconsin. So thank you, ladies, for being on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. How did both of y'all get started in the sport of cycling? I'm Sam, and I'm the older sister. I got into cycling growing up going to watch my mom race. Both our parents raced when we were young, and so bike racing was always part of the family. And just growing up going to the races, follow suit and start racing when you're old enough. Yeah, and I'm Skylar. I'm the younger sister, and Sam's eight years older than me, so I grew up going to her races. And at that time, my dad was still riding, so we'd go on training rides and a few of our uncles ride as well, so it's really a family sport and just made sense to continue with it because we knew so much about it from a young age and really took a liking to it. Yeah, that sounds cool. So just a lot of stuff that y'all did just kind of revolved around cycling and it was just kind of a fun thing for y'all to do as a family. Yes. You guys got started in the sport of cycling and as I mentioned, you are both now professional cyclists. When did you guys realize that this whole idea of I'm going to continue to take this as far as it's going to take me and then you start realizing, wow, I've got the ability here to be a professional and make this my job. Like when did that kind of start coming about for both of you? Uh, For me, it's probably when I was about 16 or 17. There's a national championship every year and at this time it was in Donners Grove, Illinois and it was one of the bigger races I did at that age and I ended up being on the podium I think in fourth place and so being on the podium at a national championship kind of opened my eyes and made it made me realize that I could do this full-time and be a professional if I'm able to get on the podium that young at you know normally the fastest race in the country so that gave me a lot of hope and motivated me to keep training harder to see that podium again. What about you Skylar? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I grew up going to Sam's races, so once I actually started racing with her in the pro peloton and we kind of wrapped up some success and really made some momentum, that's when I realized that uh, I really loved the sport and racing with my sister, we could really get pretty far the more we encouraged each other and helped each other set goals. That was about two or three years ago. For both of y'all, was there kind of a moment there where you're having to really kind of sit down and gather your thoughts and just kind of take pen to paper and start thinking about things that you maybe need to do differently, some areas that you maybe need to tighten up, some weaknesses maybe that you need to work on in order to actually like give this a full run? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, after every, t- we train together 100% of the time and race together all the time. So communication is always a really big factor for us in order to improve. And whenever something goes wrong in a race or a training ride, we're always really honest with each other. Like, hey, I'm really, I know I messed up and I wasn't in position for the end. Or And then Sam, with all her experience, she's been very got very big guidance in helping me to learn and think it's vice versa. So communication is a big factor in that. Yeah, and I think early on I kept a journal, and I've been reading over my journal entries, you know, recently. And so I'm getting back in the swing of writing in a journal. And I know Skylar writes in the journal. I don't know what about, but um, keeping a journal and just – looking back and seeing like how you responded to different races and I was reading an entry I did in Europe and just the things I thought were so important aren't as important now that you've overcome them like oh I need to have better positioning or I need more power but then as time goes on you slowly work on it and work on it and work on it and when you have it you just look back and think huh at one time I struggled with it yeah. and now it's easy <laughs> I am smiling over here all the way in Texas because I consistently tell the athletes that I work with, please keep a journal and write in a journal. Don't just, you know, type stuff out on your phone because you've got so much stuff on your phone. You're never going to really go there and read it. You know, have a paper journal that you write in. I love that you all do that because it is so important, you know, and then you go back and you're right. You visit things and it is mm-hmm. such a good motivational tool and it really helps from provide some really, really great time for reflection and insight. I love that y'all do that and y'all are professionals. So when people, you know, I tell people, hey, the professionals do that, like here's living proof that that they do that and that y'all do write things down and that you really study your craft. You know, you really put time into, it's kind of like going to class and studying mathematics or English or science or anything like that. Like y'all really do just break things apart and pay attention to a lot of the finer details. Man, fantastic point. Thank you for sharing that. Who were some of the most influential people in supporting you guys in your goals? I would say family, most definitely. Being part of the family and doing this since we were young. I would say our, both our parents and our brother were definitely huge supporters and really let us chase our dreams. And our dad, he was riding with us when we were young, coaching us. And now he's still traveling the country helping support us race and our mom going to some of the races when they're close and very big supporter and our brother as well. He comes to the races when they're close, but he's very proud of us and always knows what we're doing in the races. So huge family affair. So I'd say definitely our biggest supporters. You know, one of the things that I like to add here, because, you know, these are positive thoughts, you know, people that support you. And one of the things that I like to add in here is that, you know, every athlete that's successful if you're humble enough to admit it, you know, you didn't get there on your own and you always need the support of other people. It's nice to have that. Uh, it's especially nice to have it when it comes from immediate family. That's just really cool. You guys have that kind of tradition and culture in your family that allows you to do that. Without getting too specific, I'm sure that because you've done something that's really hard to do and because maybe back in the day some people couldn't necessarily see the things that you were seeing in yourself, I'm sure that you had some folks that maybe doubted your ability to get to the level that you're currently at. And even right now, maybe there's a level that you want to get to even further on than this. And and there are some people that are doubting that. And so how do you deal with the people that doubt your ability to do the things that you have down as goals and dreams and aspirations? Well, we both started out um, in the propeller 
triathlon at fairly young ages as teenagers, and there's always been certain older riders who kind of you sense that there's some kind of animosity towards you yeah, because of jealousy. Yeah. I mean, they feel a little threatened that these younger riders are coming up and potentially taking their spots on teams. But for me, I I was doing local races you know, at 12 years old, and there's a lot of jealousy then because the junior racing in that field was not common. So for me, I would just turn that that anger and frustration of the other riders into motivation, and I just kind of blocked it out and just focused on what I wanted to do and just learned that early on used their negativity and just their bad example as an example of what I wanted to be and being as nice as I can to the younger riders and trying to give them a better example. And when Skylar got to that age, it was a little bit more common that young riders were in the field and there's a lot more respect given to them. I think just showing other riders that being a bigger person, being a big example, being a role model will go a lot farther than being a jealous, negative person. Kind of one of those things where uh, if everybody's happy with you, I don't think you're doing it right. And so, unfortunately, it's one of those it's one of those give and takes where you know when you do set high goals and when you are a go getter, not everybody's going to be a professional cyclist and get to the level that y'all are at. That takes a lot of hard work and that takes a lot of dedication. And because other folks maybe don't necessarily have that dedication to get there or they don't just have the self-belief, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Then they kind of see that in others and they begin to be upset. And yeah, they begin to get jealous about that because you have something that they don't have. Little do they know that they can have that if they really wanted it. But that's a whole other thing altogether because, you know, I'm sure that you guys, well, you're up in, you're up in Wisconsin and I know that I had a brief chat with you guys when I got to visit with y'all a little bit at nationals. I think it was two years ago and you guys talked about the fact that there have been a lot of hours logged in your basement of your house. Mm -hmm. And so everybody wants to be a pro until it's time to actually like go down there and hit the trainer for, you know, three, four hours and be in a basement because, you know, it's, you're covered in snow outside. So people get envious pretty quick. And especially when y'all are as young as y'all were and already kind of showing promise, people are like, who is that? You know, and, and I've been the, you know, I've been the big fish out here and now I've got somebody coming up here challenging my position. And what have you guys learned so far in your careers as cyclists? Like what, you know, the learning process, what are some key takeaways that you've, that you've gotten thus far? Well, one thing that we've really been working on lately is goal setting. And um, in January, I came to Sam's house and I had this paper and I was like, okay, you're going to write your goals and I'm going to write my goals and then we'll talk about them, which it sounds a little maybe cheesy, but it's really worked because now that we've been, halfway through the year we've been able to check off a lot of those goals and it feels really good to do so and if we never um, wrote them down we maybe would have forgotten about them or gotten distracted but we've stayed really focused and so setting goals is really important and that's something that I'll always stand behind. Yeah and you feel such a bigger sense of accomplishment when you reach your goals because writing them down sometimes you're like that seems pretty unattainable or Skylar's like you can up that number of wins and you're like well I don't know about that and so you up it and when you re- you're succeeding the goal it it makes you feel even more accomplished and more successful than if you just had these amount of wins and no goal 
So I definitely think Skylar was pretty on to something when she makes me write down all my goals and doesn't let me get out of it. <laughs> Y'all have such a cool dynamic. It's Y'all are sisters, so you're close there because, I mean, you're related biologically, and then you're on the, both on the same team. You're both really fast, and so, <laughs> you know, you've got the whole – you guys are holding each other accountable to this and you both know each other's goals. So like you said, you can't back out and then you both have a vested interest in seeing your team succeed as well. So it's like, she's telling you to up your win count. Cause it's like, if you do that, we'll be a better team and we'll be more successful. And that may open up more opportunities for me or somebody else on the team. And you guys got this whole healthy kind of competitive, you know, thing going here. Y'all have raced fantastic this year, and so you guys are doing a fantastic job, and uh, you guys have been able to enjoy a lot of success. Obviously, y'all are on to something, and yeah, just you know, putting up goals. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Post-it Notes guy. I've got Post-it Notes all over my house uh, with just different messages and different encouraging things, and so yeah, it, it, really, it really does make a difference. And you know, Skylar, you talk about the fact that it, it does sound cheesy and it, it does sound like something that's really silly to do, but it worked. You're willing to do something a little bit cheesy to, to land on the podium, you know, more times in a season than right. I, th I think it's worth it, you know, and a lot of athletes, that's where they kind of draw the line. You know, um, I talk about things like doing imagery and I give kind of goofy, silly examples to some athletes and they just kind of laugh and I'm like, but guys, that's really how the mind works, you know, and I know you're laughing, but you know, it, it's, it really is that simple sometimes, and, and you really do need to put pen to paper sometimes and do some stuff that gets you out of your comfort zone. You know, that's where you start seeing the difference between maybe, I would say, the more common athlete and, you know, champions, you know, such as y'all that are, like, winning races and actually making stuff happen, you know? Yeah, it's um, kind of, like, out of sight, out of mind. And my my goal paper that Scott made, she made it, like, almost scrapbooky, so it's a very pretty goal paper. And so I train with it as downstairs in the rollers, as you've mentioned earlier, where we spend a lot of hours riding. I uh, <laughs> keep my goals in front of my roller station, and that way when you're doing efforts, when you're riding, it's always in your mind. When you think you're doing an effort as hard as you can, you glance up at the clock, you automatically see your goals, and you're like, okay, I can go a little bit harder. And so it's just that constant reminder that if you work a little harder – more goals can happen. So if you didn't have that paper, who's to say you're digging that much deeper because it's not a fresh reminder of what you want? Because you're, yeah. oh, the, pain's, the pain is high. I can't go anywhere. My legs are burning. But you can usually take it a little bit further when you focus in on something else. And the goals for me is a good distraction when I'm hurting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you're you're strengthening your mind there and you're helping that, you know, you're you're getting your mind a workout as well. And um, a lot of times when the muscles in the legs uh, start to tire and start to fatigue, if you can kind of rely more on the mind to help push you through it, then it is amazing what our bodies are capable of when we're able to take them to that point. Uh, but you're right. If you don't do that, you know, traditionally in practice, um then, you know, it's not going to happen in the races. And that's where, again, that's where you see, you know, the last three laps in a crit. You know, y'all are up there battling it out, you know, in the front. And you've already got some athletes that have reserved themselves to be in the last third of the field just kind of hanging out because, you know, they're not necessarily pushing their minds to the level that they should, thinking that their legs are already maxed out when, in all actuality, y'all are probably hurting just as much as they are, but you've found an extra gear, and it's mainly due to your mindset. 
and the fact that you guys are able to push through that. So got a really cool question here. Skylar, this one is for you. You are currently the youngest professional rider in the pro peloton here in the United States. So I would like you just to tell us some about that. I've been in the Pro Peloton, I'd say, since 2013, and this is the first year, uh, 2016, where it's more justified because I'm not just in the Peloton, but I am a professional. So I've learned a lot, and I've always been the youngest, but I feel like in races now, people don't really even realize what my age is until the announcer announces it because... Uh, I'm pretty established, and, yeah, I don't feel like I'm the youngest one when I'm racing. I just feel like a pretty equal um, competitor, and I've got quite a bit of experience, which is to my advantage, and going forward, I hope to, that this inspires other younger girls to who go watch professional races not to think, oh, maybe in five or six years I'll be there. Well, it's very attainable at your age, and just because you're young, that shouldn't be a discouragement, and you'll be treated with respect if you're able to kind of conquer that fear and just get in there and work towards the podium. It shows your maturity as well that you already have that vision for, you know, your career going forward that you are looking to invest in others and you're looking to invest in those, you know, young women, those young ladies that are that are kind of following in your footsteps. I mean, they know your age and, and they know who you are. You've won some big races this season. And so, you know, you're you're on the radar. And so you've got, you know, little girls that are looking to get into cycling and they're like, I want to be like Skylar, you know. That's so cool that you have that mindset to pour into other people. I've talked a little bit about in some of my videos I've talked about I'm I'm currently going through the wooden pyramid and two of the two of the foundational blocks are friendship and cooperation. You know, you've, you've got to have those two in order to be successful as an individual and as a team. I think that's awesome. That falls a little bit more. Sam, this is for you. I mean, how does it like, how does it feel to see like little sister just doing these kinds of things? You know, how, how does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel so excited. It's so exciting watching her grow as an athlete and as a person and just watching all the experiences she's getting, the ability to travel the world with her bike. It's it's really exciting for me, and being in the same position probably 10 years ago, it's a little strange at the same time because I was the youngest rider just like her for quite a few years, and now that I'm kind of the average age in the peloton, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that, but watching her and what she's able to do, it's sky's the limit for her, definitely. It looks like you guys have so much fun, and y'all enjoy, you just enjoy just overall success, not necessarily personal success. I mean, it could be one, you know, one race, it'll be you, Sam, that crosses first and one, you know, another race, it'll be Skylar that crosses first, but it really doesn't matter. I mean, y'all are sisters and have that bond, have that friendship, like I just talked about earlier. And it's just really cool. It, it comes out in just like a picture y'all have put on Instagram. It just, you can tell like it's, it's genuine happiness for each other. And that is just so cool to see. You guys got that whole dynamic working really well. And it's really fun to watch as a, as a spectator and as a fan. Let's see if maybe both of you guys, girls, ladies can answer this one. Would, in terms of your career, would you say it's been more of like a steady rise or would you say it's been more of kind of a seesaw with ups and downs? For me, I would definitely say a steady rise because every year we're adding bigger races and kind of 
going off of what we've already accomplished and seeing what would be attainable. So it's never been getting in over our heads and not being able to enjoy the experience along the way. I know that every year for me personally, the training has gotten a little more intense or longer and the races as well. So like I knew three years ago, I'm not ready for Europe. Well, I didn't go to Europe. So this year I felt more ready and got that opportunity and was able to get a few top tens. I think it's really important that you're not getting in over your head, but pushing yourself. Yeah, pushing yourself and realizing what you're capable of now and maybe what should wait until you're ready. What about you, Sam? I'd say I'm a little bit more on the seesaw end. I, starting at such a young age, I went, I excelled pretty quickly. I was on a UCI team for five years, raced in Europe, and maybe a little in over my head, so I took a little bit different approach than Skylar and struggled a bit in Europe and then came to IS Corp two years ago. Last year was the first year, so two seasons, and took a little bit of a step back and just kind of brought it back to the basics of bike racing on a simpler term, developed the team, and just have fun again and just be able to win races as a team. And taking a step back, I think, just, helped my career tremendously even though it's you know at the time was like oh this is a little bit strange I'm really happy I was able to do that because a Skylar and I have been able to find success together develop a bunch of uh, riders on the team to reach their goals and just create a team with such a strong cohesion was a lot more fun in the long run looking back steady rise but at the same time a little bit of ups and downs I would say Thanks for listening to A Champion's Mind. As you continue to implement the content discussed here, you'll move closer and closer to performing at your utmost potential. Keep challenging yourself and don't settle until you achieve your goals. If you can't wait until the next episode to do some more work on your mental game, head over to utmostperformance.org where you can find some more content to consume. You can also like our Facebook page, Utmost Performance. We sincerely value your support as we continue to partner together to help you perform at your utmost.